Hello, I'm Dr Ellen Wright and welcome to this trailer podcast that's linked to my current research project. I'm Dr Ellen Wright. I'm a lecturer in cinema and television history at De Montfort University and I specialise in historic media representations of femininity. I'm particularly interested in the concepts of glamour, respectability and the somewhat fraught politics around the public performance of femininity. For this reason I'm currently in the very early stages of a research project which I hope to turn into a book on the media representation of the women who laboured at London's famous Windmill Theatre. As part of the project I've been lucky enough to receive some funding from DMU Local to put together two outreach projects in collaboration with the award-winning Hebden Bridge Burlesque Festival. Now these tie in with my windmill research project and with this notion of the politics of female performance. My first outreach event is a pop-up exhibition on the media representation of the windmill girls and this I'll preview at the festival and then I'm taking it on the road around a number of WI branches along with a little talk. It explores a number of media artefacts that feature both the Windmill Theatre and the women who work there and they were known as Windmill Girls. The way that these women are represented in these materials offers a really useful glimpse back at society and women's place in it from the 1930s when the theatre opened to the present day. My second event is a broader panel discussion on the Sunday of the festival about the politics of female performance. Confirmed panellists so far are Dr Claire Nally, author of 21st Century Feminism, Forming and Performing Femininity, and Dr Jackie Wilson, author of Being Gorgeous, Feminism, Sexuality and the Pleasures of the Visual. So today I'm going to have a chat with the co-producers of the Hebden Bridge Burlesque Festival, Heidi Bangtidy and Lady Wildflower, about their festival, about the politics of burlesque and about the upcoming panel discussion event. But before I go any further, I need to say here that the Windmill Theatre wasn't actually a burlesque house. It was a variety theatre whose shows did feature nude tableaus and fan dancing alongside other variety acts, but the entertainments that were offered there were very different in tone to those commonly associated with burlesque. However, I wanted the opportunity to have a chat about the Windmill Girls, about their cultural prominence and the careful line of propriety they had to walk with members of the public who have an interest in female performance, as well as with female performers who might feel they have to negotiate similar sorts of obstacles even now. I think I'll find plenty of these sorts of opportunities at Lady Wildflower and Heidi's festival. But now, I think it's time we spoke to Lady Wildflower and Heidi Bangtidy themselves. Hello ladies, are you okay? Hello. Yes, thank you, hello. Right, so I wanted to start by saying congratulations on the Burlesque Award and on the Arts Council funding for last year's event. Um, I'm guessing you've kind of had quite a, a big year. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, about maybe about the award and so on and so forth? Yeah, last year was pretty big. It Mental. was pretty crazy. <laughs> um, the, well, the year actually started off um, with the flooding that happened in Hebden Bridge course, and Calderdale yeah. um, Valley, which actually flooded four of our venues. So we started the year with quite a stressful um, situation, um, but that prompted us to get our bums in gear and apply for the Arts Council grant um, because obviously we had to fund some new venues um at the last minute so that's what prompted us to act because we were going to wait weren't we we were going to wait until this year to do the to do the grant but then when that happened we kind of just had to do it and then had like a really crazy (laughs) crazy week of cramming this um application i think we did about 40 hours in a week yeah yeah they're not like a proper working week yeah (laughs) yeah but 
in addition, in addition to to yeah. a proper working week. Yeah. I, think the thing, I think the thing with the with the Arts Council application specifically was, and we're just in the middle of, of doing one again for this year, was obviously it's public money, so mm. you have to really make a good case for them giving yeah. it to you. And although we knew that the work that we did was valuable and that we felt that we were really contributing something artistically and kind of in terms of kind of informing the, the cultural case for diversity and all that kind of stuff, we hadn't ever formalised it. So it was a really good exercise for us because yeah. like this year is our fifth year. So we kind of, although we did know what we were doing and we were kind of being organically strategic, we hadn't ever had really properly had those conversations mm-hmm. about what is it are we actually trying to achieve? You yeah, know, yeah. what are our artistic goals? You know, what's important to us? What's the vision for the future? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it helped us pin that down. And so kind of that, getting that and being like the first ever burlesque weekender to be funded by the Arts Council was a massive deal. Yeah. And then on top of that, to get nominated for two burlesque awards and then to win one of them kind of felt like a bit of a, felt like finally we were sort of yeah. like, oh, we're doing a good job and other people are noticing, which was yeah. lovely because we yeah. knew we were doing a good job. But it's just nice to have that validation. Yeah. Just reassurance that, yeah. Yeah, because that's what the last performers are all about. Validation. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. we breathe for. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, it's, it was a great year. I mean, kind of it was, like like Lily Wapar said, it was really stressful. And, like, it was stressful for us because, obviously, we lost our venues. But also it was extra stressful because a lot of the people who love and support and work for the festival you know they were really badly hit by those floods you know people who we really care about lost their businesses lost their homes lost their livelihoods you know so it was really it was a heck of a time wasn't it we've kind of been through quite a lot with the festival Mm. and it was kind of like (laughs) part two of the drama yeah yeah it's never been plain sailing no so was there an element with the festival then that the show must go on we've had the flooding the show must go on we must definitely puts on a show yeah yeah we okay. it, it kind of gave us even more reason to want to get people to the valley yeah yeah and bringing that money bringing that the revenue economy. to the right. to the area and spending money in the hotels and the bars and the restaurants and the shops and it, it felt like come on we need to we need to make this successful not just for us but for hebden bridge and todmorden and yeah. my definitely so, and yeah. also i mean i think for us it was quite it was a pivotal year for us because it kind of it made us stop and think about what we wanted to do and then getting the Arts Council funding or deciding to apply for the Arts Council funding allowed us to be a little bit more ambitious. Yeah. So mm. we flew in like a massive headliner from the States, which we had we had, had international headliners before, but this was like a big deal. We flew in Pearl Noir um, and like that was like a real kind of like, it was a big step out of our comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. But we felt that it was kind of, an opportunity that we I mean it did kind of terrify us yeah but we felt like if we don't do it no one's going to do it and if mm. we're going to do it we've got to do it now yeah. so yeah there was never a question of well there was a question of what are we going to do do we have to cancel the festival yeah yeah but that conversation lasted about 10 minutes yeah and then we were like no we can't cancel the festival. yeah we we were saying like even if we didn't get the the arts council grant we were like we need to find a way because yeah. we can't we can't just cancel it so we, I don't know what we would have done, but no. we, we would have found a way. <laughs> and, and, ours, and our event was actually, in terms of the, the calendar in, in the Valley, the Belles Festival was one of the biggest events, well, was the first big event following the floods, if you know what yeah. I mean, like okay. the first kind of t- town-wide thing. Yeah. You know, and we do, you know, a lot of our visitors come from outside the Valley. A lot of people stay for the whole weekend. Yeah. Like Lady Wildflower was saying, people spend money in the shops and in the restaurants and in the businesses. 
you know, and, and Hebden particularly, but the whole of the Calder Valley is packed full of independent shops and businesses yeah. who rely on that mm-hmm. trade. Mm-hmm. So for us, it was really important that we kind of were, we were kind of like the the vehicle for people to come and yeah. spend money in those shops that were uh, many of the shops like reopened literally a couple of weeks before the yeah, festival right. so yeah you know some was, of them hadn't even reopened yet that's by right that point. Yeah. some of them like Todmud and Hippodrome um didn't reopen until June which of course you lost that venue yeah. for last year yeah. yeah but you're back um, there we're back this there year. this year and we're really 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 happy to be back there this year mm. we love that venue it's a great venue <laughs> yeah it's so good yeah. but yeah they were hit really hard by the floods yeah really hard mm. yeah so you mentioned awards can you yeah. fill me in a little bit more on the awards what awards were so they? For um those who don't know yeah last year 2016 um was the first annual burlesque awards which was held in london and we were nominated for um best burlesque competition for our legend in the making competition and we were nominated for um best burlesque event um which we won which was very nice it was really good (laughs) yeah it was really good and we went down to london for the award ceremony which was a great night so much talent yeah it was amazing actually because we were because i think we know that there's a there's a scene in London, um, and that we're not part of that scene, I suppose. Yeah. But kind of what's happened with with Hebden is that Hebden has kind of become a bit of um, like the beating heart of the northern scene, really. Yeah. And so yeah. it was really nice to have that recognised and to go to London and to to spend time with people who we respect and producers from you know the south have like have them recognise us in that way. Yeah. You know, sort of it kind of really made it made us feel like we were kind of playing with the big boys i suppose that were like were properly recognized and it wasn't like oh that northern festival it was like head and bridge burlesque festival and and yeah. we know that now and probably not in any small part to the to the awards actually that people talk about head and bridge burlesque festival and some people don't even know where we are in the uk but like we're thought of as the festival and so then the, they know the name but they don't necessarily know where yeah. the location actually yeah. is so they don't realize that that yeah we brand. have got a brand right. yeah they don't realize that it's this lovely quaint little town <laughs> in yorkshire the amount of times performers turn up and get off the train and they're like where on earth <laughs> i'm in an episode of postman pat yeah literally, <laughs> literally. Like the railway station particularly the railway station at hebden it looks like something out of the railway children doesn't it does it? yeah it's a lovely yeah. station it's yeah. a beautiful station but you know there's no there's no starbucks there's no starbucks in the valley is there no no um That's you know it's totally a bad thing <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. so i think the the only chains that exist in hebden bridge is a small co-op and a small boots oh there's a bookies Always oh, there a book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that's about it. I didn't know there was a book. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah. Everything else is like small, little independent businesses, and yeah, and people get off the train. Like I've had performers just go, "Wow, this place is beautiful." I remember Andromeda Circus, who's originally from Spain and was living in London at the time, and he just kept going, it's so pretty, it's so pretty. (laughs) Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. But people kind of come, and and the thing is, because it is Hebden Bridge Burlesque Festival, but we also have events right through the valley. So we've used venues in Mythenroy before, which is the next village down, Mm -hmm. and obviously we use Tomadon Hippodrome, which is the next town up, if you know what I mean. So our venues kind of spread over about a 20-minute drive, or like a long stretch of road, if you know what I mean. But the, the public transport's really good and people just jump on the trains. People generally come by train and like basically 
fall in and out of venues and pubs all weekend and yeah. then go home again yeah. <laughs> and, and do it, you know, and like get taxis and trains yeah. in between. But it's funny because people who haven't been to the valley kind of, when they step off the train, they're really quite surprised, aren't they? Yeah. Because Hebden Bridge Ballast is considered to be this massive, and it is a big event, mm. Yeah. but it's a tiny town, Yeah. You know? mm. It's a local town for local people. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's playing with the big boys. Yeah. You know, in yeah, terms exactly. of, you know, getting that award, then yeah. that's great, isn't yeah. it? Definitely. Okay, then. So, um, obviously, what's coming up is the fifth annual festival, that's right, yes. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, what can we expect from this year's festival? What sort of events are on offer? What's new? Uh, is there anything like previous successes that you're bringing back by popular demand? Anything new and exciting? And can you announce those sort of things? Or are you yeah, everything, keeping this up Yeah, everything's already announced event-wise. We've got 10 events this year over four days. Um, and we've also got nine workshops. We haven't announced the workshops yet, but we're hoping to in the next few days. Um, and we've got about 50 performers from all over the world coming over. And yeah, we have got um, repeat things that we've done previously in the past last year we did for the first time we did our diversities show which went down really really well how um, does that what what do you you know what is the diversity show what's on offer as so all of the performers in that show um identify as um lgbtq L- or people of color mm-hmm. or um disabled disabled right, okay. Um, or a combination of all of the yeah. above. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't kind of like, you know, we don't kind of produce a menu. Mm, no. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, um, so yeah, so the so we've so got... diverse in terms of the cast of the content. Exactly. Okay. And and, and what, was re- what was really important for us with that show in particular is that when we, when we first started the festival, we've done quite a lot of work around educating people about what burlesque is as an art form and kind of making sure that we really showcase that so although we do have and i'm really proud of the fact that we book classic burlesque performers so yeah. we book you know women who are uh, who kind of uh in sparkly yeah who and kind feathers. of yeah yeah kind of have that like like glamour aesthetic we also have always booked people who are who kind of kind of push that envelope and kind of like you know are you know do neo burlesque or who are you know um lgbtq performers or who you know are not maybe not what people would immediately expect when they see the word burlesque and so diversities was really about that for us was really about properly celebrating that and really being very clear that as a festival that's really important to us so much so that we'll give it a prime slot in our programming to because we're kind of really both of us are on the same page with that in terms of we really feel that it's really important to program to make sure those conversations are being had yeah. so that you don't just have, for example, a token black woman on a bill to tick the diversity box, but so that you have people who are representing the full plethora of humanity. You yeah. know, And we felt that it was really valuable and important to do that in one show. And then we also book more diverse yeah. performers across the whole weekend yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It's that's kind of last year. That was my favourite event. Yeah, I love that show. It was amazing, and we got such good feedback from that show as well. We did. So you're running that We're one. Running that one again. Uh, what else uh, is on offer as part of the program then? Um, 
Should we just kind of start at the beginning? Yeah. Run down the week to the Sunday. Thursday to yeah. Sunday. Right, yes. Yeah, the 27th yeah. to the 30th yeah. of April. So it's early May back holiday weekend. So we open on Thursday night. Our first show on Thursday night is Legend in the Making, which is our newcomers competition, which we've had since the festival launched. Yeah. Um, and it's a brilliant way to start the event. Everyone on the bill has been performing less than two years. Um, and it is a competition. So we crown someone legend in the making at the mm. end of that night. Um, so we've had, um, so we always, so we always open with that. Um, then late night Thursday, we've got a new show this year, which is called the late night quickie. Um, and that's a, a short, a fairly short show. It'll yeah. probably run about an hour, won't it's it? It's a one act show rather than a two act show. Yeah. yeah. Because it's Thursday night, we don't want to tire people. We don't yeah. want to break them on the first night. Yeah. Although some of them will break themselves, that always happens. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the, that show is um, kind of a bit more, a bit more edgy. Yeah. Ed, the edgier side of burlesque. Yeah, definitely. A bit of the more sort of risque and dangerous. Yeah. So it's being hosted by Gypsy Charms, who is known for, among other things giving zero f's so yeah so she's hosting thursday night so that's thursday that's two shows on thursday and then friday night we start with laffy knickers off comedy cabaret which does what it says on the tin every act in that show is a comedy act um from burlesque to variety um so we've got who's hosting that i've forgotten Natalia Kalashnikov. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. Yeah. Yeah. We did say we've got 50 performers yeah. and we have got adult brains. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we've got Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer, who we've been trying to get for years. We've been trying to book him since the festival launch. Yeah. Was. So we're really excited to finally have him. Um, yeah. I won't list all the performers, but. Because she can't remember them all. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a um, great night though. Yeah. It'll be awesome. And then after that we have diverse uh, diversity yeah in the late night friday slot and this year sadie sinner is hosting that yeah who is the curator of the cocoa butter club in london which is a really amazing night that is exclusively performers who are people of color so and she's making real waves on the London yeah. scene with that isn't yeah she? and then saturday um uh, we've got two shows that have been um created to debut at the festival mm -hmm. is that right well, one's a debut, one's, one's a kind debut. of return, isn't it? Of course, yeah. yeah. So we've got Tina Turner Tea Lady, who did our Laffy Knickers Off show last year and went down so, so well. Like, people were in pain from laughing. <laughs> I've heard very, very oh, positive yeah. reviews. Um, yeah. And She's everyone one of the just... women on earth. Yeah, everyone just adored her. So we like, well, we need to bring her back for longer this year. So she's yeah. doing her solo show. Which um, did really well in Edinburgh, didn't it? it yeah. Didn't, like sold out in Edinburgh and got rave reviews. So yeah. that'll be the first time performing that in the north of England. Yeah. So she's doing her solo show. And then we've got um, a show called Eh Moi by Kiki Lovechild and Pie the Mime. Um, and that will be a debut. That's a world premiere. Yeah. Oh, lovely. So we had, yeah, we had a world premiere last year. Kiki Lovechild premiered his one-man show Sheets. Sheets. Yeah. Not sheets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sheets. Yeah, yeah. With us last year that then went to Edinburgh and did and really come well. back to you again with another and exclusive yeah, as a new show. Yeah. So yeah, right. so we're working with what we what we did with Kiki last year and what we're doing again this year with Kiki and Pie is that we know that when people produce new work, one of the challenges is that you're kind of working on a new show and you're developing something creatively and then the last thing on your mind is selling tickets. Mm, yeah. So we know that if we put something in the festival 
that we we can guarantee them an audience so we kind of you know we pay them a fee and we fund them and we give them space to rehearse in the space and then we give them an audience so right. it's like a really nice place to launch from yeah and uh, it worked really well for Kiki last year, so yeah. Oh, and they're really both going to be doing some workshops as well. Yeah. Lovely, okay, awesome. right? Yeah. yeah. Then Saturday night is our gala, the big one, which is the, the big, big one. one. Yeah. So that's like the biggest show of the festival. Um, and we're back at Todmorden Hippodrome for that yeah. one oh, this yeah. year. And we've got um, Kiki Deville is hosting for us this year. Oh, bless her! Who right. we adore, um, and we're flying Jet Adore in. From America, but via New Zealand. He's coming from New Zealand, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, because he's headlining a festival out there. So, yeah. So, he's so a male international headliner for that show, which is exciting. Yeah. And also Lada Red Star, wow, who's flying okay. in from Europe. And, God, who else is on there? Ruby Cece Jones. Oh, we said both at the same time. Yeah. Ruby Jones, Cece Sinclair, Wusty Von Chrome. And whoever wins Legend yeah. also performs. Of course. Yes, they always do, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah. that's Saturday night. And then Sunday after. Well, we've Sunday got daytime. You. Yeah, we've got you. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> with your clothes on. <laughs> with my clothes oh, well, firmly we'll, on. We'll see how that goes. I mean, it goes <laughs> well. You never know. You never know. So yeah, we've got that's new for this year. So we've never had um we've never had a panel discussion um as part of the program this year. So we're doing that this year. So well that's, you it's... Yeah, that's I Am Woman Hear Me For, which is just <laughs> the best name in the world. We're proud of that, aren't we? Which yeah, is okay. um a well you can say what it is yeah <laughs> well, I think maybe if we return to that in a second okay, okay, okay cool. <laughs> and then we've also got what and have we not finished no, right. listen carefully uh, <laughs> so, so the burlesque bizarre is sunday daytime so that's a full day event at hedron bridge town hall because that used to be the saturday it used it? to be yeah, yeah. Um, um but we're moving it more central this year because um we actually we did the first year at hedron bridge town hall and then we've and had then a, you moved to another venue. We've had a couple flooded, of other venues. Yeah, we moved to Mytham Royd yeah. Community Centre. That was flooded. And then last year we were at the Birchcliffe Centre. Um, but we've decided to bring it back to the centre of Hebden Bridge um, just because it's more convenient for people. And because we've got lots of other events happening as well, it means that people are more central and they can get around. They can nip in and out. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah and they can nip right, to the yeah. workshops and so on. So, yeah. We're back so we've got traders hall. in there. So people selling independent traders who like make their own costuming or pasties or artwork artwork fascinators yeah corsets and we've got pin-up clothing bethany jane davies vintage beauty parlor right. as well pop-up beauty parlor so she'll be doing everyone's hair and makeup yeah so that's sunday afternoon and then we also have a series of workshops um and then sunday night mm-hmm. uh first time we did this last year we did an international showcase last year because lady wildflower did a lot of international gigs last year so and she saw lots of people and then came back and said to me there's all these amazing people and we were like and I was like oh god so we did an international showcase last year so we're doing the same again this year yeah. and that has been by application so we've just mm. announced the lineups for that um so that's hosted by Lily La Scala um and it's a full bill of some of the best international yeah. performers so we've got people flying in from Europe and the States and Australia Australia and yeah. yeah it'll be amazing it's a really nice way to finish the festival mm, yeah so yeah that's kind of is that it? Yeah. yeah. And then you fall in a heap on the floor, yeah. exhausted. And then we cry for two weeks. <laughs> no, and then you start hosting the next one. <laughs> I'm hosting the Grand Northern Ukulele Festival the okay. following weekend. I'll <laughs> cry for two weeks. You can just cry for five days. I'll go and hang out with people and tiny guitars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay then. So um, I think probably we've sort of got an answer to the next question that I've popped down here, but I will ask you it anyway. Maybe we can sort of elaborate it on a little bit. 
Do you consider the Hebden Bridge Burlesque Festival to be a political undertaking? And if so, how? God, where do you start? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next question. Possibly the okay. most pointless question no, ever. Well, no, really, not really. Not, not a pointless at all. question at all. Not and actually, question. when we started the festival, it wasn't a political undertaking, was it? No, but it soon became one. <laughs> it was political with a small p, I guess. I mean, like, yeah. I don't believe that there's anything... I don't think you can ever do anything that isn't political in terms of, you know, personal is political and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. In terms of for your own politics or Mm. your own kind of terms of reference or the reasons or your own agenda. Mm. But it was never intended, well, it wasn't intended originally to be any kind of statement. No, and we weren't trying to bang any, any particular drum or we weren't trying to kind of like say anything beyond isn't burlesque amazing. Um, and which is enough of a thing to say, to be mm. fair. Um, and we certainly didn't, we didn't package it for ourselves or for other people as a feminist event, did we? No. Not initially. Um, but kind of what happened, which was an absolute gift to us in so many ways. <laughs> at the time, it didn't feel like it a gift. It certainly didn't feel like a gift. It was a gift wrapped in sandpaper. But um, <laughs> right. But what we had a back, we had quite a bit of backlash after our. After our first year. Yeah. Um, it we, was the summer after our first festival that it happened. Yeah. 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 So we had kind of, uh, I say quite a bit, small but perfectly formed and quite vocal okay. um, opposers to the festival. Um, who Locally. Ha- yeah. Who took issue with um, burlesque as an art form. Okay. okay. Um, and said that it wasn't progressive and that we were objectifying women and that we were contributing to rape culture and that having the festival in town made it an unsafe space for women and all of that kind of stuff oh, yeah. um and there was a very public debate to the point that you know lady wildflower was on jeremy vine <laughs> <laughs> and we were in the guardian and um, bbc look north yeah we did a lot yeah. of new stuff right. you know you've made it when you're on bbc yeah. look north yeah. the yeah. right stuff on channel five yeah. oh yeah around. yeah, yeah. Um, and we also um uh, uh, there was also a, a very um, busy public council meeting. Yeah, it had to move venues to a larger venue. Yeah, they had to move it from the council chambers to the town hall because to accommodate the to crowds. accommodate to the accommodate crowds. our, our uh, the hordes of annoyed people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was kind of it, it was to accommodate both sides really, but a lot of people came to Hebden that that day to support, to support us. us. Yeah. Oh, how lovely! Um, okay. Which was lovely. Mm. Um, Someone started a petition for us as well. Yeah. Um, did Which like... finished on something like 2,000 signatures yeah. or something. Yeah. It was quite a lot. Um, so basically what that did was is it it kind of toughened our resolve in many yeah. ways and it turned us into badass feminists. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay. In a kind of... We were kind of silently badass before, but... Um, we, we got were, angry. Yeah, we did. We got really angry. Yeah. And it served as a sort of an yeah. education in a sense. It did. Right. And it, it kind it of made us grow up yeah. a lot as well. And it really crystallised our views. And yeah. it kind of really, it made us, it, it actually, to be fair, it made us stop and think about things. And we yeah. are much more aware now. And like, so for example, we've just done all of the flyers for this year's yeah. festival. And we had a very lengthy conversation about how naked we could be on the flyers. Because we yeah. are conscious okay. that it can be read incorrectly and yeah. you know and making sure that we do represent diversity on, yeah. in as much as we can yeah um and that we and that we really do kind of push against that um that feeling that the aesthetic of burlesque is about 
skinny white pretty young women in tiny pants although we know some amazing skinny white pretty young women who wear tiny pants yeah. <laughs> not right. all we do yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. um spoken by an old fat white woman oh, whose pants yeah. are all enormous <laughs> <laughs> you know but um so i wear tiny pants you do wear tiny pants <laughs> and if and if and if i wore your tiny pants that okay. like oh god i won't get one leg in but anyway <laughs> yeah so we are so but we are so it has become as a result of that and other things and kind mm. of i suppose our personal politics have mm. developed as well mm. and the the scene has developed too so Definitely, yeah. and i think that what happened in hebden was a big part of that yeah in, in the uk anyway like the conversations that have been had yeah and are still being had around burlesque are informed by that i think yeah, yeah. so i did all the talking then just for <laughs> that's fine <laughs> so the answer to your question is yes right yeah yeah okay 100 okay. percent. and we see ourselves as a, a female friendly feminist festival right yeah okay. all the f's all, all the f's. f's yeah yeah <laughs> which is not to say that people who identify as male are not welcome but it is very much a festival predominantly produced led by enjoyed by embraced by and for women mm, that's how yeah. we see it isn't it yeah it's become quite a i don't know something that, that gets trotted out all the time but i think it really is true yeah. when you sort of talk about burlesque shows mm. in in my experience you know sort of say, oh what well, you know people say to you oh it's a space where you know how would i be as a woman in that space would i be safe yeah. in that space you know and you you're saying well yeah. did you not realize about 70 percent of the audience are women yeah. you know they're just and like we still yeah. we still have to have those conversations yeah yeah I, it becomes I a bit had, tired yeah, doesn't it yeah. <laughs> i i had a as a performer i had a cancellation um the other day and the person who booked me it was for an event um they'd never held burlesque there before and the tickets hadn't sold very well and the the lady who booked me said she was still getting a lot of that it, yeah. it was a valentine's booking and she was getting a lot of women saying well i don't want to bring my fella to woggle another woman on valentine's day people are still really? having that opinion yeah. of burlesque there's, there's still a long way to there's go there's a lot of work still to be done yeah mm. but we do see ourselves and the festival very much as a vehicle for third wave intersectional feminism yeah that's what it's about for us yeah to to be honest in terms of putting something together when we started to talk about collaborating in a sense i kind of felt like it was kind of a natural space to have some of those conversations about the politicization of the body and i really do think particularly um i mean obviously bodies are political things anyway but um you know burlesque is so tied in with that those conversations i think you know just there to be had in relation to burlesque so readily you know and i thought well i think it would work quite nicely in this space i'm quite excited to be having that a space where we can we can have that conversation yeah. and audience members can have that conversation with us as well yeah. So I'm sure you you will have had this over the years as well, where people come and see you after the show. They're really excited and they're stood at the stage door, and so they should be. They've had a yeah. cracking night, you know. Yeah. But they come and they tell you, you know, I've had these problems, you know, I've not been really happy with my body, and I've seen you up there, and oh my god, you've made me feel great. Yeah. You know, yeah. You've awakened, you know, my thoughts on these things, and I think yeah. as well. The impression I get as well from seeing you ladies sort of perambulating around the internet, you know, doing your various bits and pieces and what have you, you're very vocal on political issues yeah, as well. And you don't back away from stuff. Yeah. And if people do shitty things and they say shitty things, if there's misogyny, if there's racism, whatever, 
you do tend to say something if about people it. rattle our cages we'll roar fairly loudly mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I think that i think that's great you know that and you're actually, doing that and actually know? when when it first when it first kind of went down when hebden gate happened <laughs> <laughs> affectionately referred to it um we i think initially we we both had conversations where we were like and um, we can one of us would be up and the other one would be down and vice versa it was yeah. really tough personally it was really tough. and mm. we had conversations around do we really want to have this battle do we really want to stick our heads above oh, the parapet right. do we yeah. really want to take on this responsibility but i do feel like we did the right thing and also yeah. it feels like there's no going back from that no. like we are the women who fought the local council basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. who like got really public and really angry really publicly and really vocal about our right to express ourselves and yeah. the importance of having all kinds of women and all kinds of well, all kinds of bodies represented yeah. on stage yeah. in like a free and sexually expressive way and we can't go back from that so having this having the panel debate feels like the next step in that it feels okay. like properly owning that because yeah. we've had all of those conversations with lots of people on lots of platforms <laughs> yeah. you know and do continue to do so so it feels it feels right to be formalizing that i think yeah mm. yeah 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 okay um do, 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 do what else can i ask you then um so i wanted to ask you a little bit about your relationship with one another you've just mm -hmm. said how sort of one would step up when yeah. things were tough and the other one you know would sort of step back a little bit and do a bit of self-soothing and that sort of yeah. thing um so i wanted to ask about this relationship as friends as well as co-producers and promoters um so running a business is very high pressure mm -hmm. and it could put a strain on any relationship <laughs> um has your relationship altered over the years and if so how so um what roles do you tend to take do you have a, a set of roles that you tend to it's... take it's always changing yeah it is it is always changing it's like a marriage really <laughs> yeah. no it is right. it is and of course there are ups and downs and for us personally as well as with each other and we both have our own shit to deal with and we both have to and it, of course because we're so close it is going to affect our relationship mm. um it kind of is like, though, I don't know if you feel this way, I feel like it is like being married and like the festival is our baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Aww. and we do kind of, like the festival comes first. Yeah. Like even when, and we we haven't had major upsets. We've no. had blips, haven't yeah. we? And, yeah. you know, we have occasions when we sort of have to give each other a bit of space or, you know, and equally where we have to like insist that the other person doesn't shut down and that we get stuff done do you know yeah. what i mean we kind of have to do a little bit of ass kicking for each other occasionally okay, as yeah. well and sometimes like just recently i've had a lot of stuff going on with the day job and stuff and lady wife i was just totally like picked up the ball and run with it and then on other occasions when she's had other stuff that she's had to do i've had to kind of like mind the shop do you know what yeah. i mean but we always i think even even in an unspoken way we've always put the festival first we yeah. both adore the festival and we both are really passionate about what it does and what it does for us yeah. personally. Mm. It's really important to both of us. So yeah. it is kind of like being married and mm. the kids come first. Yeah. <laughs> do, you th do you think that's yeah, yeah, fair? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And we kind of, in terms of our roles, we professionally, we have quite different roles yeah. in, the in the festival relationship. So like, Lady Wildflower does a lot of the liaising with artists and she does all the design of all the print and everything. 
I do a lot of number crunching mm. and ticket sales logging and that kind of jazz. Yeah. And then programming wise we sort of We share we that. share ideas and yeah. but Lady Wildflower sees quite a lot more performers than I do, particularly internationally. Okay, yeah. And then you know, I kind of it, it's kind of it's fairly balanced, isn't yeah. it? The other thing I've noticed as the years have gone by is that our trust in each other has really grown. Oh yeah. Whereas at the beginning we couldn't send an email without getting the other one to check it. Like I'm just going to send this email. Do you want Can to read it through? Yeah. Whereas now we just get on with it. Yeah. And it's right. just like, oh, by the way, I just spent three hundred quid on that, in, just to let you know. <laughs> so like we completely trust each other now, and like. But it sounds like you trust yourself as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And I think that comes with feeling like we're good at what we do. Yeah, and we're on the same page. Yeah. And and we yeah. kind of yeah, and we do quite often say to each other, just do it. I trust yeah. you. And with, with like programming as well, like if I've seen someone, maybe they've sent us quite a bad video hmm. and Heidi's... have had a lot of bad Yeah, and Heidi's gone, oh, I don't know about that. And I'm like, trust me, I've seen it live. This we need it. Off. Yeah. Right. And she believes me and I'm usually right. Apart from that one time, no. And equally, sometimes I'll want something in the programme and Lady Wildfire will be like, mm, and I'll be like, no, no honest yeah we do need this in the program because yeah. it because it might not be like it sometimes the more curveball stuff yeah will be something that i've pushed yeah and it always works out okay yeah because we are both on the same page yeah when it comes to this when it yeah. comes to producing burlesque we we have the same tastes and we we know what works mm, yeah definitely and i think for both of us as well i'll talk for you because i often do <laughs> um, <laughs> we both one of the things that's really important to both of us and for ourselves as producers separately but and with the festival we always think about what what our audience need and want mm. and so a lot of the discussions that maybe you would have if you weren't clear about that we don't need to have mm. because we we know what our audience want we know what they need we know how to push their boundaries a little we know what we can and can't get away with okay. and so we tend to let a lot of our decisions be informed by that don't we yeah like so for things like you know we've got a venue that we've used before that's a great venue but it's just a bit rubbish to get to because it's up a massive hill so even though for us it was the more convenient venue to use in terms of it working with the budget and like the facilities and stuff we made a very clear decision that we weren't going to use it anymore because our audience were basically saying it's a long way up that hill isn't it do you know what I mean so so things like that and we kind of yeah, we are on the same page in that respect, Yeah, I think. So just to clarify then, you said about pushing your audience. You know what your audience wants, but equally you want to push your audience. In what sense are you wanting to push your audience? Um, to experience new things. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and br- we, we, we try to bring new acts that they haven't seen before and they might not know they want to see. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of what we mean by that. Yeah, our programming, I think. Yeah, and we've we're we're fortunate. I mean, we have got five years now, and we've got people who have been every year for five years. Yeah, and we can put tickets. We're very we are fortunate in that we can put tickets on sale, and before we've even announced a lineup, people will start buying tickets because they trust us. Yeah, okay. And so they know there's a but it's a space they can expect particular things yeah. and it's quality but, okay. they know that we don't book rubbish acts okay yeah. yeah and like i know that that's a you know it's probably a little over simple but we we are fairly discerning okay. you know we don't book people because they're our friends yeah um we you know equally 
we will book people who aren't our friends if we think it's what our audience want. Do you know what I mean? So, but we 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 have we have conversations sometimes, don't we, about can we get away with that? We don't need to have that as much as we used to. We yeah. had to be quite careful to start off mm. with. Once kind of the dust had settled after Hebden Gate, we mm. were like, right, let's push it a bit. Mm. You know, like we, you know, we didn't think twice about booking, you know, a, a person of colour to be our headliner last year. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and she other, was an amazing headliner. Oh, she's incredible. <laughs> but other people, other festivals or other events might have been a bit like, oh, right. you know, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. and like we don't, like, so Gypsy Charms is a yeah. fairly dangerous act right. in terms of her content is very adult. She's right. amazing. Right, yeah. But we are fairly confident that our audience will love it. They're open-minded. Yeah. yeah. They'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. And I think part of that is they know us yeah. as, as individuals and they know that we're kind of, we're a safe pair of hands. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Yeah. 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 I think so. I hope so. <laughs> so, um, I'm sort of thinking about sort of drawing things to a close. I've got a couple more questions for you. I wanted to ask, we sort of headed into this area previously already but maybe we can sort of put it into words um what is it personally that the festival actually gives you Ooh. what is it you get from the festival god oh god that's a really hard one mm, sorry i'm being asked. very mean <laughs> um, i don't know i think everything <laughs> i think for me it's very much a labour of love. I mean, for the first three years, we didn't really get paid, did we? Yeah. Um, so we definitely didn't do it for that. Although, interestingly, the festival kind of came out of a conversation about wanting to save money to go to yeah. Behalf, didn't it? we still it? haven't. <laughs> we still haven't been, because we keep spending our money on performers. Right. Yeah. Feel free to crowdfund that. We'll <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> send a bucket round at one of the shows or something. <laughs> so, um, but I, for me as well, because I have lots of other stuff going on in my life you know I've got another business I've got a daughter I have a day job um this is like the festival is very much my creative outlet for it's my main creative outlet okay. for a lot of the year um and you know and I I get a lot of pleasure from feeling like I've done a good job and mm. I get a lot of pleasure from seeing my audience enjoy themselves and I get a lot of pleasure from seeing my performers say how incredible they yeah. feel after they've yeah. enjoyed our audience and the you know and vice versa yeah. and for me again on a really personal level I have a 12 year old daughter so it, it just in that respect you know like it for me as a burlesque performer as a burlesque artist it's important for me to have something else aside from being her mum but it is also important for me to have the things in my life outside of being her mum being about expressing myself as a strong woman hmm. and in a, in a, as a role model yeah, it, yeah yeah in that way and kind of like her seeing that and the festival allows me to properly own that and to really step into that power mm. around you know there's no there's no question around whether I am putting myself out there as a you know kind of a, a woman of power do you know what I mean? And and that, for me personally, for me and my relationship with her and setting a good example for her and showing her what is possible, that, you know, and she's never been to the festival. She's too young. But she... She's aware. She's very aware. But she yeah. says that Mum runs a really yeah, big, yeah. successful she's festival. Sat, she's sat in on tech runs, hasn't yeah. she? And yeah. she thinks that we're famous. 
Yeah. <laughs> does she still think yeah, that? Yeah, she does. Bless her. <laughs> um, which is quite sweet. Yeah. Um, and and if you ask her, you know, she can give you a definition of what burlesque is, which yeah. probably most twelve-year-old girls couldn't. Yeah. You know, so. And she also sees the amount of work that goes into it because most of that work happens here. Yeah. In her house. Yeah. So, so she doesn't see the big glamorous end product. No, but she sees. She all, sees. She sees the graft. The hard yeah. Work. She sees yeah. The graft. The, you know the sort of persistence yeah like yeah. she she was there when we were sat doing our arts council application oh crikey that must have been fun making for us tea. <laughs> making us cups of tea oh, yeah she's she's right. a little star right. tilly yeah. tilly waddington tea lady yeah <laughs> what about you yeah yeah for me um burlesque is is my whole life it is my my only job um as well as producing obviously i perform and i teach burlesque as well so for me Producing the festival is very much about um, nurturing the scene that mm. is my yeah. entire life. <laughs> so it's for me, it's it's really important to support burlesque as an art form and to ensure that my potential audience and my audience and my potential students and my students are seeing a really good representation of what burlesque is mm. because if i want my career to continue then burlesque needs to be strong and something that's going to keep evolving. going and keep evolving and keep yeah. progressing and for me i want to make sure that i'm i'm kind of part of that and ensuring that that happens rather than just sitting back and relying on other people to make sure that my chosen career my chosen art form continues in a positive and strong way so i think that's that's really important for me i think if if like next year we were like well we can't do it i'd feel personally like i was letting people down right. yeah i feel like i've got a responsibility okay. to kind of it kind of has a life of its own now doesn't yeah, it yeah yeah i don't think we could <laughs> i don't think we could stop no. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, it, it kind of has taken on its own energy, though. Yeah, definitely. Like you say, your baby, you know. Yeah, so, yeah it well, is. So both of you are clearly very driven ladies, you yeah. know, and, and that's really does come through in the festival itself. Yeah. So. We're both control freaks, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's the short answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, We're not going to sit by and let anyone else kind of dictate how things work for women. us. women. Yeah. That's the phrase. Not yeah. control freaks. Oh, sorry. Strong, strong women. women. Open brackets, control freaks. I thought it was nasty women. Nasty, oh, nasty yeah. women. Oh, nasty we're getting into women. a whole political <laughs> debate again now. <laughs> okay, then. Um, so I'm just going to ask one last question then and, and maybe sort of dial it back a little bit then um, to an extent. Um, is there anything in particular that you're excited about um, with this upcoming festival? Any one thing that you think, oh my oh goodness, God. I can't wait for this bit or, or not? It's for me. It's always the gala. Okay. The gala is always the like. Oh my god, how did we get? How did we pull this off? <laughs> That's yeah. always. We made this. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I love Legend. Right. I, yeah. I absolutely love Legend. It's just um, having all those new performers backstage, and and I host Legend, so obviously I get to stand on stage and be all speaky and people have to listen. That's why she likes it, really. <laughs> people have I to look to at be her. Bossy. People yeah. have to look at me and listen to me speak. Yeah. Um, but I do love Legend in the Making. I think it's right. a brilliant event, and I'm really proud of it. And I am 
really looking forward to the panel debate this year just because yeah. I think it'll be it's something a little bit gentler um, do you think? Well, in terms yeah, of, I don't see. Yeah, you it never know. Brawl. <laughs> it feels a bit more. It'll just be me. It feels a bit more like proper grown up. I, I like that. It there's. I like that. Up. There's. Um, I like. I I like when people get on stage and use their voice. Yeah. Like I like burlesque when people are speaking. I like you know I like it when we're not just kind of things to look at. Okay. Um, and so. Like when we did Naked Girls Reading last year, I really felt that Which about was a fantastic that. Event. I loved that event. Yeah, that worked really, really and well. And this feels like the next part of that mm. in terms of having a conversation. Yeah, and yeah. a place where voices are heard, mm. and it does feel like a proper grown-up thing to mm. do. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. But I, God, I love the whole festival. It's... Of course, yeah. It's just it must fly by as well. It must yeah. just be gone in a second, yeah. and then kind of hit a bump usually Saturday afternoon, don't you? When you just think. How I don't can think I, I go can make on. it through to like exhaustion? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. bless you. Okay, right. Yeah, by, that's normally when the tears come. It's like the afternoon. That's you, I don't. Well, I mean me, cry to obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Heidi uh, doesn't cry. She's a... Uh, I have a breakdown on the Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sat there on the Monday like, la la la, I'm so happy. And she's... <laughs> <laughs> we kind of... We, we're fairly good on the... Like, we, we have a, a core team of... There's us and then we've got a front of house manager and... A stage manager and we've got a merch person who's been with us for a long time and a, a, and a tech manager and yeah. actually i've never seen him cry have you no but he does get a he little bit you're throwing down the gauntlet now <laughs> it's a challenge he's, i don't know if he's human though he's pretty unflappable because like Fair he doesn't play. sleep yeah right he's yeah. a proper techie right just lives yeah. on yeah. coffee and yeah. adrenaline yeah but the like over, the, over the festival weekend it's jez that gets the least sleep yeah, he probably gets about three hours sleep over the week. We work him like a dog, oh, yeah, he's, and he's incredible. And he never complains. No, but the rest silent. of us do take it in turns to have mini breakdowns. Cry, yeah, but we we do manage to tag rotate them. it. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. kind of tag team our breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's fairly. But we are really lucky because there's, there's us as like the the kind of like core team, and then we've got another twenty or so volunteers who join us, and it's fairly it's a fairly tightly run ship isn't it it's yeah. fairly well oiled machine and all those other cliches so we, we was we said last year didn't we we kind of like last year felt like we'd kind of hit a level where we weren't on autopilot but we've we've ironed out a lot of these problems yeah. and mm. it runs fairly smoothly yeah um and, and we've we've got to the point now where we do trust other people like the, the people we've just mentioned yeah in in the first few years it we felt we felt like we were constantly needed to check we did everything are they, are they, yeah is that person we've asked to do that have they done that and we've well, we're control freaks so whereas now powerful women powerful women <laughs> whereas now we we've got to the point where we we know that they're just going to get on with it and yeah. that and we trust them completely um mm. to do their roles which has made a huge difference. It's it's allowed us the freedom to do even more, hence having 10 events this year. Yeah. <laughs> and we do also, I think as a team, we're fairly good at looking after each other. So yeah. there's always, in any room at any one time, you can be guaranteed there's someone asking someone else if they've eaten. Yeah. Or someone asking yeah. someone else if they need a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we're fairly good at so that, aren't practical. we? Then we've got Keely providing Reiki. Yeah. Our, yeah. our merch manager, she's a Reiki, a Reiki practitioner. So she regularly lays hands on yeah people. when she sees us like when she sees us on the brink of despair she just comes and puts her hands on us and fixes us a bit yeah it works though it works it? 
so yeah so but we're, we're really lucky really aren't we it's, yeah um, we are so lucky. i do look forward to that as well i look forward to working with those people yeah. over the weekend because yeah. it's, it's it's a really unifying experience mm. and it's it feels like a proper team effort yeah and apart from jez it is all women as yeah. well which i love yeah proper little sisterhood Oh, we had Morty last year. Then, we did have Morty last year. It's yeah. Jez is kind of like our honorary girl. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna love me for that. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> right here, then, ladies. I think it's probably time for us to wrap it up. Then, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to me. Thank um, you. No thank you. And yeah, I'm very much looking forward to the festival. Can you just clarify again for us when the festival actually takes place? Uh, the 27th to the 30th of April 2017 yes. and tickets are on sale now for all the events at www.hebdenbridgeburlesfestival.co.uk A really interesting conversation with Heidi Bangtidy and Lady Wildflower there. Thank you very much, ladies, for taking the time to have a conversation with me. I'm really looking forward to being involved in the festival, both in the panel discussion on the Sunday and doing my exhibition uh, in the lobby area of the Hippodrome on the Saturday evening. Hurrah! Exciting times. Uh, as a sort of add-on to the mention of the exhibition there, if you happen to run a club or society or you are a member of a club or society, particularly one whose membership is primarily female and you would like me to bring my exhibition and talk to you, please feel free to email me at ellen.wright at dmu.ac.uk. I'd love to come along and talk to you and show you some of the exciting things that I've found on my research travels. It's always nice to get out and about and talk to new and interesting people. In terms of follow-up co- podcasts, I'll be recording the panel discussion that myself, Heidi and Lady Wildflower were just talking about and I'll be popping that up on my website as well. So if you can't make it but you're interested in hearing the discussion that takes place, you'll still be able to hear it. Uh, If for any reason you're not accessing this podcast via my website, then my website is hereslookingatyousite.wordpress.com. Here's looking at you site is all one word and site is in S-I-T-E. Uh, Equally, if you're unable to attend the panel discussion and you have a point that you want to make or a question that you want to ask of one of the panel, then if you want to drop that in an email to me to my uh, DMU email address, then you are more than welcome to. If you can drop that to me before 5pm on Thursday the 27th of April, then I will endeavour to make a note of your point and I will read it out at the event. Okay then, um, I think that's all my things I wanted to say really, so I will disappear off into the ether. Thank you very much for listening and hopefully we will meet again soon. Thank you.